Welcome to the Real Happy Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ann, the blogger and content creator at Real Happy Mom, where moms can find encouragement and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. I also have this podcast to introduce you to other moms from various walks of life. And today I have Haley from Let'sMama.com. But before we jump into that episode, I wanted to make sure that you knew about the giveaway that started today. So if you're listening in real time, I want you to head over to realhappymom.com slash giveaway so that you can enter in to win the Children's Dental Health Bundle. February is Children's National Dental Health Month here in the U.S. And I wanted to do my part to make sure everyone knew all about it. So I'm doing this giveaway as well as giving away my coloring book for free. Now, if you want to get that coloring book, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash coloring and you can enter in the code FREEFEB to get the coloring book for free this month only. As always, you can go to realhappymom.com slash 16 to get all the links in the show notes for this podcast episode, as well as the links for the coloring book and the giveaway. So don't fret, head over to realhappymom.com slash 16. Now let's jump into this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. So welcome to the podcast, Haley. I am excited to have you today. I wanted to talk to you about your birth stories, but before we get into that, I just wanted you to tell us a little bit about you and kind of your journey to motherhood. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me, Tony Ann. Um, I'm super excited to share my birth story today. Um, I kind of got into blogging a couple months ago when I became a mom in 2016, and um, I was realizing that motherhood can be sometimes a very lonely journey, even though so are on the same journey oh, and yes. so when I had my baby boy I was like you know I need kind of an outlet to share my story with other moms to mainly um, help myself get through motherhood <laughs> but um, I thought you know anything that I can share that I would be helpful to another mom just for solidarity or tips that I've learned along the way that's kind of my passion so that's why I started Let's Mama, which is my blog, and um, that's kind of just where I've been recording my motherhood journey and sharing my pregnancy stories um, and any tips I've learned along the way. So that's kind of my blogging journey, and now I have two babies. I have a little boy who's almost two and a little baby that's three months old. We just had her. I was actually a nurse, and I've been keeping up with my license. Um, I still practice, but mostly I'm a stay-at-home mom with my two babies, which is awesome. But I do love being a nurse, and so anytime that uh, my clinic needs any help, it's really nice to be able to go and and keep my license up and help people with being a nurse because I've always loved that, and that's been kind of my uh, first love before my my husband and my kids. So I right. definitely need to keep that up, but I do love being a nurse as well. That is awesome, awesome. I like it. So another nursing friend, <laughs> fun. <Yep. laughs> you know, I always make jokes about my nurses. Because I always say they make the worst patients in the dental office. Oh, you know, it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> oh, man. Well, really good. I wanted to bring you on and talk to you about your birth story because you have two babies now and you have two completely different stories, which I find pretty interesting. So yes. I just wanted you to tell us about how you plan for your birth, first birth and how that actually um what actually happened, how everything actually went. Sure. Yeah. So what I planned for and what ended up happening was completely opposite of each other. But um, my first birth, um, or when I found out I was pregnant, 
Um, I was, I was pretty healthy and, you know, was kind of not expecting anything, you know, out of the normal during my pregnancy. And I by no means had anything extreme, um, where I was having any major issues with preeclampsia or anything, but I just was, um, having a lot of struggles with just really hardcore pregnancy symptoms that are no fun. I was having kind of like unbearable heartburn and my sciatica was horrible and the whole pregnancy was just um, really hard on me. I was actually still finishing up nursing school and um, the whole thing just was really draining and no fun. Not that pregnancy ever is super fun, but it was a little more extreme. (laughs) So um, when I found out I was pregnant, um, we were really excited and, you know, the months kind of crawled by with your first, you know, you're just waiting for your due date. And as I got closer and closer to my due date, uh, my mom actually was telling me all these stories, you know, when she was pregnant with me and everything, (laughs) and said that she was not able to go into labor on her own. And so hopefully she didn't pass that on to me. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, no, this is not good. I'm going to be just like my mom and not go into labor um, on my own. And so as my due date got closer, we decided not to induce me until 41 weeks. And, you know, just to give my body some time to go into labor, especially with my first. And so that's what we did. We waited and waited. And there were just like, I had no contractions, no anything. And, you know, everyone wants to be pregnant, like as few days as possible. (laughs) So uh, it was a struggle for sure. I was like, you know, I had all these friends that were delivering at 38 weeks and everything, but we, um, we held in there to 41 weeks and I ended up being induced and I thought, well, I must be just like my mom and my body just doesn't know how to go into labor on its own. So we ended up going to the hospital and I was started on Cytotec and after, you know, several hours of Cytotec and not really much to show for it, we kind of started the whole medical train of Pitocin and then more Pitocin and I wasn't dilating and it was just kind of a very stressful process. And I was really kind of bothered by the fact that my whole pregnancy, I was really hoping to go into labor on my own. I was really hoping that, you know, I would be able to deliver as naturally as possible. And what ended up happening was this induction with all this Pitocin, and I just wasn't able to handle the contractions um, with the Pitocin that I was getting. So after about 12 hours of Pitocin and contractions back to back and only three centimeters dilated, they ended up giving me an epidural because I just couldn't really do it anymore, which was kind of the last resort for me. And I thought, I'm only three centimeters, you know, how am I ever going to be able to do this? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of just a hard point for me, you know, um, even in the midst of labor, just realizing that this was not going anything like I had planned. I really had envisioned this like beautiful labor where I was able to really bond with my husband and, you know, bring our baby into the world in like a really peaceful environment, I guess. <laughs> and uh, like what was happening was just like, I, I was not in, con- I didn't feel in control. And, you know, it was just kind of exactly opposite of what I had imagined. So it was a really big bummer for me in the moment as well. But after the epidural, I ended up being, you know, I was able to ra- relax a little bit. And so I actually ended up slowly dilating finally. And um, it, it seemed to be what I needed at the time. So after about 12 more hours of being on the epidural and then pushing more Pitocin, since I wasn't feeling anything, they were able to give me some bigger doses. Um, And about 12 hours after that, then I was able to start pushing. I was finally out of 10 and I pushed for almost two hours. Oh, wow. It was super fun. (laughs) Oh, wow. For all the mamas out there that have had epidurals, they know that, you know, you can't really feel what you're pushing. 
mm-hmm. um, since you're numb. So it was just a big struggle. And I just, I didn't feel like I was actually delivering my baby just because I was numb and I was just trying to push random muscles that I, I could barely feel. And, um, so going, you know, through that pushing, I was thinking to myself, I was always comparing myself to my mom's story. She said, well, once you get to pushing, you know, I only pushed for 10 minutes with you. <laughs> and so I kept comparing my, my story to, you know, everyone else's that I knew. And my pushing ended up being the two hours and, you know, Eli was finally born and I ended up tearing horribly and it was just a super long recovery. And for me, it was something I just, I wasn't expecting postpartum to deal with that either. It was something I wasn't prepared for. And so that was basically my first birth story. Um, basically the preparation was, was really non-existent other than just trying to be healthy for me and my baby through the pregnancy and then hoping for a natural birth, but not really doing any of the steps to get there. And so when in the moment I kind of, you know, it kind of got out of my hands and out of control and ended up being birth story that I don't super love to remember. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, before we talk about your second pregnancy and the second birth story, just wanted to um, backtrack really quick. So you said you waited to 41 weeks. Is there any reason for this magical number of 41 weeks? Um, It was just what my provider had recommended, um, a sweet till. Um, He said, you know, with first time babies, they take a little bit longer sometimes to come. And so he said, let's, let's shoot for 41 weeks. That's what he felt comfortable with. And I really, I hadn't done any research myself as far as, you know, the best time to be induced or, you know, if you're not going into labor on your own or anything. So I just kind of just trusted him and um, he was very laid back and I really appreciated it. But um, yeah, that's just kind of the number he threw out. So I ended up just kind of going with the flow. Okay. And then you mentioned a couple of different medicines that they gave you, um, Pitocin and it was one more. I just yeah. got Cytotec. Cytotec. There it was. <laughs> Can you tell us mamas what those two are and how they help or supposed to help with the sure. labor? Yeah. So, um, Cytotec for a lot of women I, I hear is is something um it's a vaginal suppository to help you dilate and soften the cervix and so they kind of start with that because it seems to be less um, hard on you than the pitocin and i was actually having some really minor contractions when i got to the hospital so they thought you know you know the cytotec might do enough you know and be enough without the pitocin in order to get me kind of going into labor um but then after hours of not having dilation and not really any contractions, you know, that were doing anything, then they, that's when they switched to the Pitocin. Um, so Pitocin is then the, you know, medical form of where we can start contractions medically. Okay. So yeah, my, um, they just started putting me on smaller doses and kind of giving me more and more in small increments to really get me into active labor. Okay. Nice. Thank you for clarifying that. And then the last thing I want to clarify, just in case there's a, a new mommy listening. Sure, sure. Who's getting ready. Um, so you mentioned being dilated. So yeah. you're at three centimeters, and then that's when they said, let's do the epidural. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is the, um, where they want you to be at before you can start pushing? Sure. So um, they don't want you to start pushing until you're at 10 centimeters. And um, so, I mean, and to get an epidural at only three centimeters, even for mamas who are not looking to have a natural labor and really want to have that epidural to, you know, help them manage pain and not feel the birth, 
mm-hmm. they really don't like to encourage epidurals uh, that early on in labor at only three centimeters just because they can wear off. And so oh. it's usually more around five or six centimeters that epidurals are usually used, which is why they were really trying to hold me off, but it, was, it just wasn't progressing like it should. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So um, now I want to jump into the second birth story, which is completely different. But before you tell us about the second birth story, I just want to know what you did differently to prepare for your second baby. Right. So my preparation, I, I really feel is kind of everything that I did to achieve the actual natural birth instead of just my body doing something totally different both times I really believe that I had a lot of control over kind of how my birth story played out which to me is is really important for you know for moms who maybe had babies before or for any new mamas out there that are listening that are you know pregnant with their first um, I, th- I feel like preparation is a huge part in getting the birth story that you want and, and deserve honestly I'm a huge proponent of, you know, moms really getting the birth story that they want, no matter what kind of birth story that is. I feel like it's a really important thing to achieve. So my preparation kind of started really honestly right when I got pregnant. Okay. Um, I ended up going to see a, a very holistic chiropractor, um, just a kind of a more natural chiropractor. And um, he just kind of helped me. I was I was kind of struggling. I have some... Um, digestive diseases that I've had since I was a little baby. And you would think, what does digestive diseases have anything to do with pregnancy? <laughs> but um, I, I was I, I was one of those people too. <laughs> so, um, but whenever I got pregnant, my kind of, my disease would kind of flare up and that's what also led to me not feeling very well and stuff. And so he really told me that he thinks he could really help me kind of manage my intestinal issues throughout pregnancy, which would really help my body to focus on the pregnancy rather than my irritable diseases, you know, in my, in my gut. And so I thought, okay, well, fine. I don't know if this is true, but we'll give it a shot because I'm miserable. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up going to this holistic chiropractor and I really believe that was a huge part of, of my natural birth because I ended up having um, just a huge symptom change. I wasn't struggling uh, with my pregnancy symptoms and I was doing nothing different other than the chiropractor as far as those symptoms go. And so that's really who I credit it to because I've struggled with those symptoms, you know, as long as I can remember, honestly, as a little girl. So I really think that's important. So if any mamas are having like thyroid issues or digestive issues or anything too, they might want to be thinking about ways to get themselves in the healthiest place they can be. Um, you know, right when they find out they're pregnant or even before they get pregnant, that's really helpful. Nice. So So I didn't know about the chiropractor. I heard about massages um, while you're pregnant, but the chiropractor, that sounds really nice right now because I just seen one. (laughs) And it's pretty nice. So I can only imagine when you're pregnant how that can make you feel. Exactly. Yeah, it's great when you're not pregnant, but when you have, you know, this baby growing inside of you and moving all of your joints and ligaments and bones around. Uh, you know, you can only imagine just getting realigned and helping your body to heal the way it's supposed to uh, is a huge blessing for sure. Yes, definitely. Now, um, you hired a doula the second time around because you were um, just mentioning that you had a natural birth the second um, pregnancy. Yep. So how did having a doula help you with your labor and delivery? Sure. So that's kind of the second big thing that I did to prepare this time around. Um Doulas are really not medically trained, but they are certified. And what they their main goal is, is to help you in labor. 
And so, um, their, you know, their job is not the nurse's job to help you medically get through labor and make sure that you're healthy and baby's healthy. Their job is literally to just understand the birth process and to know, you know, if this is going on in labor, how can we help it progress naturally? And, and so they're just a huge proponent for you, especially when you're in the moment and in the contractions and you're trying to, to handle the contractions well. You're not wanting to have conversations with your nurses about your options. <laughs> so they're just a huge um, support for you and your spouse um, or whoever your birth partner may be. And I was a huge um, advocate for, you know, this is me and my husband's bonding time. Like we're going to bring our baby into the world and, you know, all this stuff. So I was kind of a little nervous about having someone else in the birthing room. But mm-hmm. what she ended up being was honestly a huge help to my husband as well, because he's not, he knows nothing about labor other than, you know, maybe the basic books that he would read um, just to help him prepare as a birth partner or birth support for me. But what she was able to do is say, you know, hey, Jordan, that's my husband, you know, your, your wife's having some back labor pretty bad right now. So um, try squeezing her hips right here as hard as you can together. It's really going to help her. Okay. Um, and, you know, she was just able to give these tips and all this insight because she's delivered so many or helped, you know, the mom get through so many labors before that she just understands how the body works in labor. And she was able to help us just keep progressing and, help, you know, help my dilation just keep going. Nice. And so instead of being kind of an interference between my husband and I, really it helped us bond more because we just felt more in control of, of managing my pain and being together. So that was a huge blessing for sure. But um, I ended up having, like I mentioned, some back labor, and my baby, my second baby, ended up being turned the wrong way. So she was face up. Oh. And so apparently, (laughs) I know now, (laughs) um, but basically that means that I had this big lump on my lower back, and it was because Avila was facing the wrong way. And so she was able to even just give me certain positions to try to encourage baby to have room to be able to move into the right birthing position, which is um, face face down. Gotcha. And just those insights of, of a professional who's done this and just understands how the baby is situated and how my body is made and how my body works was a really huge blessing, you know, in the moment for sure. That really sounds nice because I did not have that. And yeah. I'm kind of jealous now. I think I yeah. should have did that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They are amazing. Now, you ended up having your second baby naturally. Everything went according to plans. How did things go? Yeah. So my doula was also a huge proponent throughout pregnancy to just help me prepare naturally for birth. So um, she kind of helped me prepare for birth in a very, you know, like throughout pregnancy, she'd be my support and texting me and, you know, all those types of things. But she also suggested us holding off induction to okay. 41 weeks and six days instead of 41 weeks, zero days. And I'm just like, oh, great. So I have to be pregnant even longer than last time. <laughs> <laughs> all of us who have been pregnant before know that by the end, you're you're just about had it with the big belly and <laughs> the back. <laughs> So uh, I was not super excited about that, but honestly, out of, you know, the whole story of my last labor and delivery, I was more, you know, petrified of having a second birth with just so much Pitocin and not and no progression. So I was more scared of that than being pregnant a week longer, honestly. <laughs> so gotcha. I guess that maybe that'll explain to, to those that have been pregnant before how desperate I was to not go through the same induction again. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, 
so yeah, she, she, she asked me to ask my provider if we could wait to 41 weeks, six days. And she said, you know, there's no guarantee it'll go that long, but it just gives your body, you know, some people need to just have a little more time. Their bodies just take a little bit longer for the uterus to be like, Hey, it's time to get this baby out. And, um, so I was like, you know what, let's, let's give it a try. I really don't want to be induced. So we're going to, we're going to do it. And my provider agreed and said, yep, that's, that's no big deal. And so they said, do 41 weeks, six days, because some providers really don't love waiting past 42 weeks, just because certain things can start to um, medically um, just start to die off since you've been pregnant for a while. And so mm-hmm. they said right around 42 weeks is when they have to start monitoring you more. But uh, they said 41 weeks and six days is a, is a great point to, you know, allow your body time. And statistically, a lot of women, most women go into birth before that time. So it gives you a lot of time to really allow your body to do what it was made to do. So we kind of pitched that date as a little, you know, perfect date to try and shoot for. But otherwise, you know, induction was going to be the way to go again. Okay. Now you ended up um, having a natural birth. And um, what did you find was the most challenging part about your natural birth? So honestly, (laughs) the... The hardest part was just the unknown of knowing I have no clue when I'm going to go into labor. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yes. It's just, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm the type of person that likes to be prepared. So okay. uh, that was a struggle, but we ended up going into labor on 41 weeks, three days. And the, I woke up to contraction and uh, about three hours later, we ended up going to the hospital cause they were kind of, you know, picking up in pace and everything. And by the time I got to the hospital and got into my room, I was in my labor and delivery room for an hour and 45 minutes before Avila was born. So it went extremely fast. Yes, <laughs> that is fast. It's a huge, a huge relief to me knowing that if I just allowed my body the time it needed, that it knew what it was doing. It's a completely natural, you know, process of the body to deliver a baby for a woman. And my body ended up, know, you know, knowing what to do. And it was just so much shorter and I didn't tear. And it just was, I don't know, I just felt like, you know, if you just give your body that time, you will have a, an easier birth because we're not medically forcing something. Yeah. So I was a, a huge proponent after having the two different extremes and just the little bit of differences in preparation ended up with two different deliveries. And my second one was just a godsend. My recovery was amazing. And I was, I was just so thankful that I had my doula to support me and helping me along that journey of, you know, reaching that natural birth that I was hoping for. Nice. Now you have a blog post that you talk a little bit more about these two birth stories. So I'll definitely make sure I include the links to those in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested and you're like, okay, so what happened? I'll put those links in the show notes so you can check it out because I definitely want to make sure we get through everything here and not take too much more of your time. But um, lastly, Haley, you have a course that you're coming up with this year and I am a little curious. I want you to tell us a little bit about it and when we can expect it. Yeah, absolutely. So because of my two different birth stories, I just became a huge advocate for women achieving the natural birth that they want. And even if that means you're still interested in some sort of medical pain relief during childbirth, just achieving the birth that you desire is a huge thing that I'm an advocate for. So I decided to create a natural birthing course that I'm going to be launching early summer 2019. 
and it's going to be on letsmama.com. You can find it on my blog, but basically it's going to walk you through um, everything that I did um, in my first pregnancy and everything that I did differently in my second, kind of comparing the two and just giving you a step-by-step trimester by trimester checklist and guide to preparing for the birth so that you get the birth you want and desire. That sounds really awesome. I'm excited about that one. Not that I'm trying to get pregnant or anything, but just in case. Hey, that's a good resource to have. <laughs> I asked all of my guests one question. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh my goodness. Okay. This is a tough one. Superpower. Let's see. Honestly, it would be to add maybe a couple hours to each of my days. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good one because I can use a couple more. Uh, yeah. I mean, as a mom of two under two and a nurse and a full-time blogger, um, you know, the, the hours and the days run short. And so maybe those three extra hours or whatever I'd add to my day would just be where I could sleep. <laughs> yes, that actually sounds really good. I like that one, Haley. That's good. <laughs> nice. Now, where can our listeners find you or learn more about you online? Sure. So my, my main source is my blog. It's www.letsmama.com. And that's my main source. So you'll be able to find the, the course on there eventually once we launch. And also you'll be able to find those blog posts about my two birth stories. I also have some blogs on my doula and how she really helped me, as well as the steps I took to achieve a natural birth, all those things. And then you also can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Let's Mama and Pinterest too. I have some really cool boards to achieving natural birth as well. Nice, nice. So yeah, if you're listening and you're like, what did she say? Don't you fret, just check the show notes and there will be all the links in there. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I also do have a YouTube channel, which is um, kind of my newest venture. But um, I actually have a lot of my how I help to induce my labor naturally on my YouTube as well. So you can find me on YouTube. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Haley, for sharing everything and sharing your story. I'm really happy that we had you on and we were able to chat. So I really hope that this helps mamas out there achieve the birth that they want because it's just such an important thing. So I'm so glad. Thank you for having me, Tony. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To get all of the links in the show notes, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash 16. There you'll find all the links that were mentioned, as well as the links for the giveaway and the coloring book. So head over to realhappymom.com 16 and I'll catch you in the next one.